Welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey. And I'm Christelle. And it's Monday the 29th of March. The start of World Autism Awareness Week. And this is the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon. This week, as part of the National Autistic Society's Super 7 Challenge, we will be recording seven podcasts a day for the seven days of World Autism Awareness Week. That's 49 podcasts in a week. It sure is. We better get on with it, Christelle. Let's go. Roll tiles. And welcoming on to the Let's Talk Autism podcast marathon, we have got Lacey. Lacey's back with us. Hiya, Lacey. Hi, Lacey. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much, Lacey, coming on and um, spending some time with us on the podcast marathon. How have you been? Yeah, really well, thank you, you. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Now, when you came on to speak to us last, your episode was a big hit with a lot of people. We got a hell of a lot of downloads because we were talking about moving from a mainstream school to a specialist school, weren't we? Yep. So tell us a little bit. Let's have a little recap about what we was talking about before. Yeah, so basically um, my wee boy started off in a mainstream school, um, which didn't really go very well. And um, after about four years, he moved to a different mainstream school, but had a specialist unit attached to it. And it kind of was going okay for about six months. And then we realised things were just kind of going back to, you know, the way they were before. And I think part of the reason was because it was still a mainstream school. So you still had, even though there was a unit attached, you still had all the hustle and bustle of, you know, all the mainstream stuff going on. So we worked with the educational psychologist and she found a specialist school um, for my wee boy. So he's been there now for just over a year obviously it's I'm losing track of time with ever since being on with COVID but um he moved there just in 2019 um and it's going really well he seems there's only 22 children in the whole school um and you know it's children from all kind of different backgrounds children with additional support needs and stuff um but he's doing really really well there I think it's been a um a really good decision that we've made it was a hard decision to make I think because we were a bit unsure of kind of what it was going to look like and how if he was going to cope and obviously it was school number three so it was just we were a bit wary but um it's definitely been the right decision for him um he's coping really well you know he's making friendships he's come on uh, he's came a long way and he's actually getting a lot more experiences at that school as well so he's getting you know two full days of outdoor learning he was playing tennis today um he's been skiing he's been kayaking um just loads and loads of different things that I think are better suited to him as a learner um so it's been a, a really good positive experience so far okay that sounds fantastic and how was the school were they closed during lockdown as well or were they open Yep. So the first, the very first lockdown, they were closed, which obviously has a big impact on every child, not just yeah. children with additional support. Um, but the school were really good. They phoned us every couple of days just to make sure, you know, we were OK. They sent out like care packages. They put on a lot of kind of online learning, which you could tap into, you know, when you felt like 
it was necessary to do that but a lot of the time we just focused on health and well-being to be honest yeah. um, we did do small pockets of time um, doing actual school work but the other times it, we were just trying to get them outside as much as possible and obviously they're still learning even when they're not sitting at a table writing sums and things like that they're still learning but the school were really good the last kind of few weeks um I did get in touch with them just to say that you know he was struggling a wee bit kind of mental health wise and they sent out a support worker to work with him one-to-one just like once a week for an hour which actually really helped even although it was only that short period of time um it really helped I think just to have a familiar face and a bit of a change of scenery because I think he yeah. was getting you know fed up of just looking at me and my husband all the time <laughs> and then this time around his school of his school were able to stay open because we were I don't I don't even know how many lockdowns we've had here in Scotland but yeah. this time around um they were able to stay open which was really really good um I think that really helped him because he was struggling m- mental health wise like I was saying and I think it was just that lack of social interaction, lack of routine. And as much as you try and keep it, keep them in some kind of routine mm. during the lockdown, it's so hard because you've got so many different things going on. You know, lots of parents I know where, you know, they've got like maybe a three-year-old and a 12-year-old and they've got all children of all different age groups mm. and a child with additional support needs. So it's so difficult to find a balance. If you're working, you know, and you're having to entertain like a nursery age child, and try and homeschool it's just so difficult so I think for us that was a massive help we were both still working anyway my wee girl wasn't at nursery so my mum was helping out there so I think Mm. for Crash to still get to go to school was just a massive massive benefit for him. Well it sounds really encouraging you know that the school was so supportive especially when it came to his mental health which I think affected a lot of um, children during um, the pandemic because obviously something like this has never ever happened where you're literally at home but home is now school and home and it must be so confusing for children but just to hear that you were in touch with the school constantly and they helped you through that that is really really encouraging yeah it's really good and his class size is so small as well so they've been really really they've been um really on top of things you know as soon as anyone's got any kind of symptom you know they clean the whole place and they they inform the parents really well and um he's only got like four children in his class so that's that their wee bubble so it's been really really safe and it kind of encourages you as well like it makes you feel you, you kind of trust them like you More know confident you, with you, them yeah, yeah you feel confident oh that's the word I was looking for um to send your child to school and Cash gets a taxi to school and back so he's got a an escort and a taxi driver so um he's got to wear a mask in the taxi and all that kind of stuff and he's coped really really well with it so he's done he's done really really well oh wow oh that's so good to hear Lacey and just finally before you go your Instagram is always just full of such positivity and (laughs) you know positive mental health messages and things like that what advice would you give to parents that may be struggling through these times what is it that that keeps you going yeah so I think a few things keep me going I try to I get up before the children in the morning because I feel it's important for me to have time to myself even if it is just 
20 minutes, you know. So I get up really early in the morning, have my shower, I get myself organised and then I do some like affirmations and a wee bit of reading, which just puts me in a good mindset to take on the day. Um, and I think as well, don't be too hard on yourself. I know a lot of parents who, you know, have been really pressuring themselves to try and get loads and loads of stuff done. But I think sometimes it's okay to say, you know, I'm having a bad day. We're just not doing anything today. Let's just, you know, get out a walk. Let's just do something that we enjoy and we'll get back to it tomorrow. And I know that's not always... Yeah, I know that's not always possible when people are working as well, but I think where you can just take the pressure off a wee bit. You know, I think for me, I've learned that I don't need to hoover every day. And if there's dishes in my sink, you know, they can wait till later. I used to be a person who was like, I need to get this done. I need to get that done. The place needs to be spotless constantly. But I think when you just take that wee bit of pressure off yourself and just focus on things that you and your kids enjoy, I think it makes a massive difference. Oh, thanks so much, Lacey. I could listen to you all day, Lacey. You're so calming, <laughs> isn't she, Christelle? She's yeah, she's, a, I think then. I'm like, she's a professional oh. now, isn't she? Because she's yeah. always doing um, talks yeah. and, you know. <laughs> all the reels. Amazing. Thanks so much, Lacey, for coming on and, and sharing your experience with us again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for asking me to come on. Thanks, Lacey. Bye. 